Green economy has been the buzz phrase for the past few years. And according to Google, it aims to reduce environmental risks as well as sustainable development without degrading, or should I say improve sustainable development without degrading the environment. Tonight, we are joined by the Mpumalanga Economic Development Environment Tourism Department's Senior Manager of Economic Policy and Planning. And this is Natin Konyana to tell us about their green economy development plan, which is tailor-made for the province. So if you have any questions or comments for us, you can send them through via our WhatsApp line, which is 072-885-7702. That is 072-885-7702. Welcome, Nati, to Rise FM. Thank you, Zing. Welcome to the listeners. May I greet to the listeners? Yeah, Nati, I think um, what I'm more interested in and what the listeners are more interested in is that what is the aim of this Mpumalanga Green Economy Development Plan and, and obviously the objectives um, of this Mpumalanga Green Economic um, economic Plan as well? Well, thank you, Andile. Um, maybe let me just mention firstly that uh, we are living in difficult times, mm-hmm. living in difficult times because we see a lot of things, natural disasters that never used to occur in the past, and this is due, due, due to human activities, particularly economic activities. Um, so all these activities, uh, particularly in the way in which we um, do our industrialization, our production, they contribute um, to degrading the environment. So it becomes necessary for us as a government to make sure that we put in place such levers that will ensure that we reduce the impact um, especially of climate change uh, due to the erratic weather patterns that we begin to see. I mean, there have been many of them, a lot mm. of natural disasters lately, and all of this can be attributed to the, to the way in which we pursue our economic activities or even our day, we, we pursue our daily lives. Mm. Um, like, for instance, cutting trees, burning forests, all these things are contributing um, to degrading the environment. So it is necessary for us to then take measures that will make sure that we reduce the impact um, of all these things so that uh, we, we, we reduce the, the, the impact of climate change. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nati, this is obviously an intricate plan, very detailed, but maybe um, for us who have not really seen the or have not read through the whole entire sort of plan that the, the department has put together, could you just briefly take us through some of the economic and environmental priorities that you've outlined in this particular uh, green economy plan? Uh, thank you for that question, Zingi. Uh, maybe let me just mention that uh, this plan focuses on, it has priorities. Mm. And, um, the priorities will basically um, energy. We want to address the energy issues. I'm sure we are all aware that there are energy. there is an energy crisis in the country. Uh, the source uh, that we've been using all along, obviously, has been coal. Mm. And we know the challenges with coal at the moment. Um, so that's one area of work that we need to prioritize. Uh, we are going to be looking at different sources of energy, uh, which will include your solar, which will include your wind, um, and, and different other sources, of course. Uh, this plan also looks at our water resources, or of at our water resource. Uh, 
we know that we are a water water scarce country. We also know that we are a water scarce province. So it becomes very important that uh, we reserve or we preserve, we find ways to preserve this resource, which is our water resource. Uh, that is one. Uh, uh, that is another area which this plan is focusing on. Mm. Um, we also focusing on the circular economy. This is a very important aspect because the circular economy um, talks to the assets that we have, some of the assets that has been used, which can be reused. Like, for instance, um, we are pursuing a program which is called the Industrial Symbiosis Program. What happens under this uh, program is that waste that is produced by Company X can be used by Company B Mm. to produce uh, products or resources and this is going to be critical for instance if i can give an example here there is ash that is produced by the power station there is ash or rather coal ash fly ash that is produced by companies like your escom mm. but also other companies like your fossils that ash can be used for different products yeah. for instance you can manufacture bricks you can focus on zeolites yeah. you can um, do a number of products under this so the circular economy just look at how we can reuse all these other resources so that there's no wastage and in the process you can create employment and you can create more new products innovation could kick in using um, resources that you already have so the last um, uh, focus of the of this uh, plan is, is essentially your agriculture mm-hmm. when we are talking agriculture we are talking you are talking about smart climate smart agriculture so what we mean here is that um, the, the, we, we've been pursuing agriculture all our lives. Our parents have been doing this. But we know that uh, sometimes the heavy use of, you know, chemicals uh, is destructive to the environment. Yeah. Uh, it will destroy insects that are quite critical for the ecosystem. So all these things must be preserved. So we are then pushing uh, as part of this plan is pushing, um, uh, you know, your, smart, your climate smart agriculture. So those would be the areas. Um, these are all the areas that are going to preserve. If we do these things in a manner um, that begins to shift to a low carbon yeah. uh, way of doing these things, then what it means is that we are going to preserve the environment and we are going to reduce all these uh, erratic things that we begin to see affecting our environment. So that is very critical to us. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Nati, I mean, we know, um, you know, companies like Cecil, um, for instance, ESCOM, um, as well as numerous mines across the province, they're huge contributors of, uh, of emissions, especially um, in the province of Mpumalanga. But also, uh, we must not forget that there are also major employers within the province itself. Um, and I mean, has this plan factored in um, private and public partnerships? And, and are these uh, private corporations that are very instrumental in employing many, many, many people across this province? province, um, have they actually bought in um, to this particular proposed plan of action? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it was uh, This plan was well consulted. Mm. Uh, during the development phase of this plan, um, a number of the companies, particularly of big businesses that are operating in the, com- in the, in the province, were, were obviously consulted. And what is interesting to see is the interest that we begin to see um, because the issue of uh, climate change, the issue of uh, your transitioning is not only going to affect 
government, but it will also affect businesses, the way in which they pursue their businesses. And um, also, it is going to impact, as you have correctly said, Wandile, it is going to impact uh, our efforts, our job creation efforts. So we will be losing jobs as a result of maybe abandoning some of the ways in which we've been pursuing our economy. But what we have since done with this plan, the plan also have a focus on reskilling, on a reskilling program. What this means is that as minds because we, we know and I must clarify this this factor because sometimes people take it that when we say we they, we, we have to transition uh, you know to a low carbon economy people immediately think that the mines will be closed the power stations yeah. will be closed but that is not the government position the government mm-hmm. position is that uh, if you look at uh, the, 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 the the energy resource plan of the country uh, coal remains uh, a critical, it yeah. remains a critical uh, uh, component of the energy mix of the country. But what we are pushing for, what we are advocating for, is that we need to uh, look at, uh, we need to employ or deploy, you know, your your your, your cleaner energy technologies. That yes. will be very, very critical. Mm. Um, so we are saying, as we deploy new technologies, these technologies must be technologies that will bring people into the fold. People must uh, not lose jobs. The people who may no longer participate in this um you know, in these uh, meeting industries, uh, should also be prepared to work in these cleaner uh, industries. That is very, very critical for us. So all these companies that we are talking about, which are which are operating in the province, have already are already working with government in this regard. And it is very, very interesting to also see that uh, they are drawing their own plans that are aligned to our mm-hmm. plans, which are now going to look at how we work together as government as even the communities because when we talk this aspect of just transition sometimes we forget the social justice part of it it means when you transition the transition must also take into account the people there must be social justice there must be that element of social justice and people must always be part of your development so that you don't move forward forge ahead with your development and it leaves people behind so that is very very critical and uh, we are encouraged by the response and the feedback that we get from uh, big business, uh, particularly the companies that you were talking about right now. Mm. Um, we are just fresh from COP26, and uh, some of these companies were there, uh, some of the big mining, mining uh, companies, as well as um, uh, companies like your your, your SARS, your ESCOM, uh, were also participating at COP26. And it is very, very encouraging that with all the discussions that are beginning to emerge, uh, with, uh, I'm sure you know uh, that uh, South Africa Africa has been, uh, you know, uh, given a facility, uh, you know, a a financial facility uh, that could assist uh, the just transition uh, prospects of the country. So it it is very, very encouraging to see that big businesses are coming on the party and uh, we are hoping that we'll be working with all these companies and we make sure that in the process of transitioning, we we are also not losing critical jobs. Some of the people will be brought in to work in the new industries. Yeah. Yeah.
It is taking care of business on Rise FM as we chat to the Economic Development Department's Natin Gonyana, giving us a brief overview of Mpumalanga's Green Economy Development Plan. Uh, Nati, uh, this plan, I think, has been in the pipeline since 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and we're obviously working towards the 2030 deadline. Uh, do we have any set time frames and how much progress have we made since uh, the start of this transition? Yes, um, it's, uh, it's, let, let me just say that we, we have recorded enormous uh, progress. Uh, we, I'm talking about industry right now, mm. and particularly with industry and, and, and uh, your community organizations. Um, there are quite a number of uh, community organizations that are operating in the province for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. The energy issue being quite critical, the pollution that comes from the production of your energy. We all know that Mpumalanga is the hub in terms of energy production. And, um, you know, it is also a home for many of these organizations. Um, but as a government, I think we have done enormous work. There is progress uh, in relation to, you know, engaging all these organizations, talking about our plans, because sometimes um, people do complain that uh, there is no proper communication between government and some of these organizations, but also with big business or and also with, uh, um, you know, uh, the business community. So so we, we've been doing a lot of work in terms of looking at how we can build the ecosystem. And I think from 2017 up until now, there is a lot of work that we have recorded in terms of building the ecosystem. When I talk building the ecosystem, there are quite a number of factors that comes into play here. Mm. Um, like, for instance, you, you don't just take, um, uh, uh, you know, um, a subject of this magnitude without preparing yourself, developing the proper plans, developing the proper business plans on how you are going to work with the industries. But let me also mention that in the main, the role of government has been to coordinate all the activities that are taking place in the province in terms of the green economy. When I say coordinating uh, some of these things, I mean, we've been talking to a number of uh, governments governments that uh, are, uh, you know, different governments from all over the world. Um, and we have seen enormous interest of other governments that would like to work with us. I'm, I'm, I'm not at liberty to mention names mm. uh, of those governments that are working with us, but um, there are different governments that have reached out to us, that we have spoken to, we are on the drawing boards, we are working on plans. And some of these governments started many years ago. Mm. I know sometimes when we talk the issues of just transition, the issues of transitioning from, you know, coal to uh, these other, these other, uh, you know, sources of your energy. Uh, if we, if I were to talk energy, um, we will talk about other countries that started many years ago, yeah. which which were using coal like ourselves, and their their industrialization program was driven through. Uh, you know, they were powered by coal. Uh, but some of those nations today have moved away from the usage of coal, and sometimes they would 
then push South Africa that we also need, need to transition. But obviously, we are working closely with those governments because we believe that uh, we they also have to be patient with us. Mm. Of course, we do have those targets that, uh, you know, by a certain period, we, we, we would like to have, you know, yeah. um, we, we must have, um, I think the targets for the country we are looking at 2050 we will rely on some people who have uh, traversed this path. Yeah. We know there are governments that have done this work before. So uh, we are talking to those governments. There are still some governments, even in Europe today, that are still using code. And yeah. we are engaging those governments as well um, to see on how we can work together in all these different aspects. Of course, uh, the opportunities are endless, uh, but we know that all these things will require skills, it will require a lot of other things, other developmental platforms. So we're working with a number of stakeholders. So I'm trying to answer that question to say there is a lot that has been done yeah. uh, since 2017, since the plan was, was, was put in place. Building the ecosystem takes a bit of time. Mm, uh, mm. Talking to all these various players that we've been talking to takes a lot of time. And there are different business plans that have been developed which are focusing on a number of things. Uh, I'm not at liberty to also mention some of the initiatives by some of the companies that are operating yeah. in the province. But there are interesting things in the pipeline which out of these discussions uh, are being cooked somewhere and we are hopeful that at a later stage they will create employment for the people. Of Unfortunately uh, Nat, we have run out of time but thank you so much. I know we've just scraped the surface of this conversation so you'll definitely be joining us in the near future so we can just delve a bit deeper into this particular plan. Much appreciated. Mm. And that was the Economic Development, Environment and Tourism Department's Senior Manager of Economic Policy and Planning, Natin Gonyane, giving us a brief overview of the province's green economy development plan. You are listening to Taking Care of Business on Rise FM.